0: Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you for sweet friends. I thank you for new friends. Thank you for bringing us here. I pray that you would just um, bless this time together um, in your word and bless this time as we listen. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. And um, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, so our key our key verse for this week um, comes out of Ephesians. I just felt really drawn to that book um, the last couple of weeks. And Ephesians 2.10 says that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So in thinking about the word workmanship, it got me thinking about how God um, makes us, which led to, you know, being a mom, you're thinking about labor. And there's a lot of things that we can compare to labor, right? There's the anticipation. There's the... um, Research, knowing what's growing, how is he as big as a potato, you know, there's there's all that going on. There's the excitement, then there's the emotional pain, the emotional craziness, and you can't even blame it on your fear because you don't know if that's what it is, because it's not, because you're having a baby. So there's all these changes, and then hopefully it ends with the baby in your arms, right? So there's a lot of things that we can compare to that in our lives, um, one of those being home renovation. I know some of y'all just from being your Facebook friends that there's a lot of us that have lived through home renovations. There's that surprise asbestos. There's the plumbing that needs to be replaced that you didn't know was not to code. But God is not surprised by the work that He does on us. God is not surprised by the things that are not to code in our hearts and in our souls. And He knows what He's doing when He chooses us to work in our hearts and our lives. So... The reason that that is is because it's always about his capacity and not our capacity. So, in thinking about that word workmanship, I was doing a little reading on the um, the corporate mom's blog, uh, mom's blog, and it said um, some women fear the fire, others tend their God-given fire and use it to light up their hearts and their world. Let's be those women. So today we're going to learn about tending our fire about the God-given gifts that you have been entrusted with, and what are you doing with those gifts. So if we could go to the slide with the passage of Ephesians 2. It says, um, this is the the background to our key verse. It says, And you were dead in in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved and raised us up with him, and seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in His kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so that leads us, um, as I was thinking about this passage and reading it, it leads us to three truths that we can place over our lives. And the first one being that there are things that God has ordained for you to do. I don't know if you've thought about that lately. Um, it's easy to dream about that when we're in college and, and think about what are the, what's the thing I'm going to do. And we kind of put, place a label on it like it's going to be our career path maybe. Or maybe some of us always dream of being moms. Um, but it's not just um, the ordained thing that he's called you to do. Um, it's also in the way that He made you. Um, if you look around your table even, there's going to be the social butterfly. There's going to be the one that loves to cook and has that skill. There's, we're all gifted differently because He has uniquely created us. And our workmanship, our calling is more than just our occupation because a lot of us have had many occupations already. We're not, we're not part of the generation that stays at the same company for 50 years and then retires. We're part of the generation that typically has probably already held four different jobs or had four or five different bosses um, before we became our own boss and became moms. And so those callings and those, those uh, determinations that he's placed on us, it made me think of the, uh, of the verse of Acts that says that he's determined the boundary of our dwelling places. And I think we can cast that over the boundary of our callings now, whether we're mom or we have side hustles, whether we, you know, we do counseling on the side or we're going to school on the side. Those are all different aspects of our life that He has created us as His workmanship. Um, and that is because, um, number two, is because Jesus, because of Jesus, God will never, ever stop dealing with you on the basis of grace. And we see that in this passage um, because of verse 4 and 5 it says, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when... So His love is not based on how good you're doing right now. And His love is not based on have you not blown up at your children in the last 10 days? You know how they have the construction zone, you know, like no accidents for 100 days. And sometimes I feel like I have one of those in my head, like haven't blown up in 10 days and then I ruin it. So, but it's so wonderful and refreshing to know that His love and purpose is not, is not based on how good we're doing. Because His, his choosing of us, our value, was placed on us before he created us as his workmanship. So I just, I love how that flows. He didn't put verse 10 before he put verse 4 and 5. I just love the order of scripture too. Um, but it also leaves us with he has that intention that we do good. It doesn't stop with me. If it stops with me, it becomes a cesspool. It has to be my life as a river. Things, his goodness and his grace is flowing. Um, so don't become, don't become a puddle. Um, and that leads me to like the typical responses in my life when I'm not living under that grace I'm not living under that knowing that his view of me is based on grace I can believe some of these lies and so one of the lies sometimes we believe is that we have to earn his love or approval and so that can take us into people pleasing that can take us into saying yes to every ministry opportunity that asks us to serve just because I was asked that can lead us to to a lot of things that are not under the banner of grace. It can also lead us to respond to life with anger because I can say, he owes me this. God owes me things, God owes things to go my way because X, Y, Z, and he does it. And so then I can respond in anger to my children when they're not obeying, or I can respond in anger when my husband didn't foresee my plan for the day um, (laughs) because it was all in my head. so that's another reason we need to live under the banner of grace. And then lastly, the other lie that I realized um, in thinking about this passage is it can, when I'm not living under the banner of grace, it can lead me to apathy where I don't care really about my relationship with God. I don't take that time to connect. I just kind of go on autopilot, handling things on my own. Um, and it doesn't allow me to be transformed by Him. So we want to make sure that in, in thinking about that word, workmanship, that we're realizing that our value is God-given. It's not determined by the work that we're doing. And the last truth I want to talk about is just the word itself, workmanship. Another um, translation of the Bible uh, translates that word as work of art or beautiful poem. Because that's where we get that word. Poem is from the same word that was used for workmanship in this passage. So we're no longer named um, daughters of disobedience As I mentioned in that passage But we're daughters of grace So we're not controlled by the passions of our flesh Just following our own desires and thoughts But we're, we're walking in life We have a big picture view And as Ecclesiastes says Eternity is set on our hearts We're living with that eternal purpose in mind So Back to that idea of work of art um, Where do you create beauty In your world Where do you Um Come alive! what activities or um, projects in your past that you've been part of make you feel energized, make you realize that God gave you that gift. Um, I just want you to think of those times. Um, One of my favorite nerdy podcasts that I listen to is um, Business Boutique by Christy Wright. If you haven't looked it up, it's awesome. Um, She has a lot of great guests on her show. And one of the things that she has pointed out is there's room for you. So no matter what your gift is, no matter if you think, oh, there's already a lot of photographers and I'm not that good. Oh, there's already a lot of bloggers. There's already a lot of people that share their favorite recipe. That's not me. Um, there's room for you and there's room for your gift. There's room for your voice. Because um, there are people that you know that God has put in your in your sphere, um, wherever that may, that may carry over to. So I just want to ask if you're If you're walking in those skills, um, because as we know from this passage, there are things that God has prepared for you to do, for you to do, for you, table two, for you, table three, and all the way up for you. God has prepared something for you to do. So as we close out this time, um, I just ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to read the passage over you guys, but I'm going to read it um, from a paraphrase called The Message. I would just give this little quick caveat, not to rely heavily on that because it is a paraphrase, but I do want to read this over, over you, if you would just close your eyes. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief, and then you exhaled disobedience. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing, when we felt like doing, it. all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and he made us alive in Christ. He did this all on his own with no help from us. And then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. Now God has us right where he wants us, with all the time in the world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. Because if we did, we'd probably go around bragging like we'd done the whole thing. No, neither we make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. And he creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work that he does. The good work that he has already gotten ready for us to do. And work that we had better be doing. God, I thank you for your word. I just pray for these um, discussion times, God, that you would use us to encourage each other. And point out the gifts that we see in each other, God, that we would be faithful um, to use those for your kingdom. In Jesus' name.